Um, hot take, love triangles are good, actually. They can be interesting, for sure. You know who wrote love triangles? William Shakespeare. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Episode four. Back. We're Robin here. up Wednesday. Wednesday on a Monday. Oh, it is a Monday. Well, that is true. Well, it might be a Monday. Or my Yeah. We don't know. We don't know if it's a Monday I don't know. when you're listening. Hi. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Pop DNA to our Wednesday series discussion how are you today Rhonda um (laughs) I'm just gonna keep going and ignoring your question um cool no that's fine um you know I I'm 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 pretty good um what's really strange so as many listeners may already know or may not know I don't know maybe you didn't pay attention um I (laughs) (laughs) I have moved to the south um, and yeah. the thing about the South or like the Southeast United States is that, uh, fall is really just like, it's still summer basically, <laughs> sure. but you have like pumpkin spice lattes and like leaf decor. Um, but it's still, okay. you know, 75 degrees. Um, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. But you know, like to be fair, like summers are you know 85 90 degrees so it is significantly cooler but coming from the pacific northwest this is still summer weather (laughs) to me yeah (laughs) yeah so it's a it's it's interesting but yeah but you apparently have a rainstorm I am sitting in a dang ASMR video. It is raining. The raindrops against the window pane. And I have a cat sitting on my lap purring. Cat in my lap. Do you, are you enjoying the weather? Uh. Eh. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No. (laughs) I'm not enjoying the weather. I'm enjoying other things. About sure. Atlanta, but not the weather. <laughs> yeah. I want to wear my sweaters, dang it. The food looks very good. Yeah. I have been kind of like defiantly wearing sweaters anyway, and then of course <laughs> end up taking them off, but Uh-huh. <laughs> but it's the thought that counts. Yeah. And you thought of a sweater. I did. Sweaters are like my entire personality, so kind of taking yeah. that away from me. <laughs> it really is such a blow. I had I hadn't known that about their their fall. I thought they had a fall. Well, there is like there it is a distinct season. Like especially, yeah. I think maybe as we get into like November, it'll be noticeably fall. Okay, but just right now, it's like yeah. So in that in uh-huh. Sans sweater weather, yeah. What are you watching? Oh, that's a great question. Um, Thank you. Well. <laughs> Well, so of course, you know, trying to get into this uh, fall spooky season mode. Um, So first of all, of course, after our Tim Burton discussion, I felt the need to rewatch Sleepy Hollow. Um, And so I did. Yeah. 
Um, I normally would actually watch it like later in October, like closer to Halloween, but I was like, you know what? Nothing matters anymore. I'm just going to watch it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. And, you know, it was the same as as it always is. Oh, good. And I was drinking a, I got the Starbucks new fall drink is the Apple Crisp Shaken Espresso. I have wanted to try that. It's How is so it? It's so good. It yeah, tastes it looks real good. like an apple pie. And it's... Oh, no. Yes, it was so perfect. <laughs> and then also along with like this spooky theme um i started re re-watching a discovery of witches the tv series cool which is based on a book series yeah it's a it's it's good it's it's i like it it's a good show okay. <laughs> and then i'm also i'm reading a book for a book club <gasps> that i'm joining um, so I'm reading Aww. the the witches by Stacy Schiff, which is kind of a popular history book about the Salem witch trials, and which like I was obsessed with, like in middle school, like that was yeah. that was my Roman Empire was the Salem witch trials. The Salem witch trials is your love language. It yeah. is. It totally <laughs> is. So it's been really. I'm I'm not super far into it. I'm only maybe fifty pages into it, but. Like, I'm having a good time. And I'm excited to go to this book club and maybe, like, coerce people into being my friends. We'll see. (laughs) How fun. Good. A book club. Yeah. Oh, and then, finally, in preparation for next month's topic, I am listening to the audio of The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Yes. Because I feel like we're going to need to talk about that. So, Do you like it? Um, I think it's good. It's And it's interesting. But I don't know that I'm necessarily, like, having fun. <laughs> oh, I get you know what that. I mean? like, like, it's not a bad experience. No. It's just not, like, super joyful. <laughs> Yeah. 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 But no, like I think it's good. Yeah. I'm I'm excited to talk about it at least. So Yeah. Yeah. Well what it good. What's on your uh slate this so, week? So we have a pop DNA first. Ooh, okay. This is the first time that I have been reading two books at the same at time. Once. Usually <sighs> Yeah, nary a book do I mention. Not because I don't love books. I just but you're just always reading Wheel of Time, so it's like we don't yeah we don't need an update on that. (laughs) Although I mean, if you if you want to give us a Wheel of Time update every episode, I would be so down for that. Listen, it's so good. We got more of the guy Perrin, who's who's a wolf man. We're getting Uh more of his Teen Wolf. He is Teen Wolf. Is Teen Wolf, uh-huh. <laughs> and this is the one where he becomes the American werewolf in London. Excellent. Uh-huh. Um, and then there's Teen Wolf too. <laughs> and then 
the next book, book five of Wheel of Time, is actually Teen Wolf 2. Okay, that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's been really good. But there's this book, Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Gabrielle Zevin. Yeah, I-, I attempted it and, like, couldn't get into it. But Uh-huh. Yeah. I... A very good teacher friend of mine, upon leaving the school that I had worked for, um, gifted me this book mm. and like wrote this lovely inscription and it was super cute and everything. And so I often say that I only finish a book when I'm like upset and, you know, getting laid off makes yeah. you kind of upset. It can yeah. be, even if you think it's maybe a good thing, uh-huh. it can still be like, oh, this is okay. Um, so I dove into this book. I have about 60 pages left and I only just now I'm getting really kind of sick of the characters. But uh-huh. at first I, cause I did this thing where I didn't look up what it was about. I just oh, I love went into happens. it. Yeah. And so I kept thinking like, I kept waiting for the big, like, final event. And now that that's kind of happened, I'm like, oh, okay. And there's cool. still 60 more pages. Hmm. There's more 60 more pages and the major <laughs> event happened. And I'm just kind of like, I enjoyed this so thoroughly for 300 pages. And now I'm just kind of done. Mm-hmm. But then, Rhonda, I have fallen onto the bandwagon. That is the bear. Uh-huh. Yeah. It has come for me. I binged the, the both seasons like a few weeks ago. Oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> I couldn't stop watching it. I can't stop watching Mostly it. Mostly because of Ayo Edabiri. I think she's a, so funny and so incredible. wonderful. Yeah, I love her. <laughs> she's the best part of that show. She really um, is. I want it to be like, I want her to be the main character. Like, yeah. She, I don't care about the, the dude. Like, <laughs> Carmi. <laughs> I just want to look at all the beautiful food. You mean Holden and... Caulfield? Because that's basically oh my, who he is. Oh my god. That, yes. <laughs> the Holden Caulfield Hamlet of it all is called. Oh yeah. He's kind of Hamlet-y too. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I like Abby Elliott on it. Oh, and. Oh yeah. I left it off here, but Gillian Jacobs is also in it. I haven't oh, gotten yeah, she there is. yet. Um, yeah. I'm almost on season two, but the show Love on Netflix with Gillian Jacobs and Paul Rust is also something that I just watched all of it in like two days. Um, oh, okay. And it's the That's story. That's kind of an older one, isn't it? Yeah, it's a Judd Apatow um, in oh. a really not Judd Apatow. It's like, it's like <laughs> Judd, it's like. If he were exploring, like, very real human connection instead of, like, let's go get drunk. Um, it's really okay. real and really beautiful. Okay. Um, I'm still hesitant because he he killed the rom-com. See, yeah. It's, it's a, But fault. it's not, as much <laughs> as love is called love, it's not a rom-com. It's, oh, okay. It's about two deeply flawed people who are struggling through coming to terms with how deeply flawed they are. Um, oh, and kind like of a barrel of laughs. <laughs> what? Yeah, no. It sounds like a barrel of laughs. It's a little bit shock- shocking that Judd Apatow would even 
do it. Um, it feels like an off-Broadway play a little bit, but I really okay. love it. Um, it explores things like mental health and how you talk about the like addiction, and I really love it. I think it deserves a watch. Um, it's a new favorite, but um, on the show... Paul Rust plays like a tutor on the set of of TV shows, oh, and he he plays a tutor on this show called Witch Ita, but it's spelled huh. with a T C, uh, and it's it's just a CW. It's insert CW which show here, um, uh-huh. and that part is hilarious. That is really funny. Witch Ita, okay. and he I like. like that. He, it, he's trying to become a writer while he's a tutor on this show. And he also like, sometimes he's, he's playing the, I'm a nice guy, but oh. realizing that he's not a nice guy uh-huh. um, and kind of coming to grips with like, Oh, I actually really hurt people sometimes. Um, anyway, I've oh. gone on too long. It's really oh. good though. <laughs> It's really good. Well, I think it no sounds one knows like it's, it's very. About, it sounds like it's very like within the vein of like what you were planning to talk about this week. I a little was bit. so bit. toss a coin to your disgruntled viewer because <laughs> the way <laughs> the way that Wednesday, I, I, there are some really good things about this show, <laughs> but. The way that Wednesday explores therapy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, goodness. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Like, what were your thoughts on it? How'd you feel? So, like, you know, definitely this is not an exemplary therapy relationship, of course. Yeah. But I also, so like, and not to diminish, you know, that at all and like calling out that like, hey, this is really unhealthy. This is not how therapy is supposed to be. Like, that's absolutely like a valuable and valid critique. But at the same time, I do think that like, there is, there is a story reason why the therapy is terrible. Sure. And I think that... So this is like, I think this is something we we talked about briefly in another episode in this series about how like the the age of the audience that is like the target audience for Wednesday, like, you know, teens and maybe like young 20 somethings. I feel like that generation has had so many things normalized for them through media that we didn't when we were that age. Yeah. And I think that therapy is one of those things. And I think that like, you know, the idea of like destigmatizing, you know, mental health discussions and like normalizing the idea of talking about mental health issues and, and going to therapy. Like, I feel like those things have been like, have made like great strides in media. Yeah. And maybe not necessarily in media, but at least like in public discourse. So that like, I would like to think that, you know, a 16 year old who is watching Wednesday today is is going to be able to recognize that that is not how therapy should be and is going to be able to 
to say, you know, like, that's not, you know, a healthy way to talk about mental health. Um, yeah. So I, I, like, I totally get, you know, the concern that like, yeah, because like, what we see in media does kind of become our perception. Yeah, in very real ways. But I also think that like, we can give people more credit and more like we can trust like the media literacy of younger people in in some ways i really hope so yeah i hope so too and obviously like not not always um yeah yeah so i just yeah like i uh, yeah i think it's a it's a it's a it's a nuanced kind of discussion where like i kind of I kind of see the concern and definitely think that it, the concern is valid. But at the same time, I think that like, there's like a story reason. And I think that it's it's a media literacy thing. I really right? hope so. And I think, yeah, I think maybe the inner like child in me who didn't receive that message. I think that's exact. I think you hit the nail on the head is that. I saw this and got scared because of kind of what we were given when we were kids. Right. You know, and like everything was fine and you're fine and we're all fine. And then I did like, and this, these are just biases of someone who's learning this field, but like, right. Like (laughs) when she right off the bat, when she mentions, I read the story that you wrote about your mom. I was like, that is such a breach of, (sighs) those are her private words and you will not take them. I was like mama henning a little bit. And I do, it does make me a little nervous whenever a therapy provider is kind of linked to villainy or linked Mm -hmm. to like the negative, just because I think there's a pretty big through line in horror and I mean, Wednesday is horror adjacent, but I think there's a pretty big through line in horror about like mental illness being the villainy. And I think that's also when my like, my ability to kind of like analyze the scene kind of went away because I got scared a little bit. Right. Because it broke the fourth wall for you. Yeah. I think that's kind of the, yeah, because, like, there is, like, at a, at a certain, like, everyone is going to have, like, a different point at which something like this is going to break through and take them out of the story, right? And, yeah. like, and it, like, it wouldn't necessarily have to be, like, with therapy. It could be, like, anything that's, that a viewer has, like, more than common knowledge about, but, like, not to get too much on a tangent, but like for me, <laughs> no, I when I'm it. when I'm reading like a novel, and the, this is so specific, but like if I'm reading a novel and there's like a newspaper article, like a fake <laughs> newspaper article, like in the novel that like the oh. character is reading, yeah. I can always tell that the author has taken no journalism courses because <laughs> this is the worst written newspaper article I've ever seen. Yeah. And it takes me out of the story. Yeah. And like, not to say that, like, I have like all this expertise in journalism, but like, you do. You do. 
I have like a, you know, like a level two <laughs> expertise in journalism <laughs> out of 10, right? But like slightly, maybe, maybe slightly more than no, the average totally reader would. Do. No, totally um, do. No, 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 no. So like it, it, something like that just kind of like, if you know how this specific field works, more so than the writer of the show, uh-huh. <laughs> then it does kind of take you out of it, which which really just means that if you're writing a show or a book or whatever about us that like includes knowledge about a certain field, then you should research that. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Like you should yeah. do your research. That's the bottom line. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, just like. The therapist status as like a normie and the way she kind of looks like she's kind of dressed similarly to like the girls at the camp that Wednesday goes to in the movies. Mm. It just it like I just got scared is really what it is. (laughs) I got fearful. I was like, like this whole idea of we're trying to fix you, meaning we're trying to make you Wednesday into a normie by going to therapy and you'll be so much better. And mm-hmm. instead of like, like you're contracted through Nevermore Academy, where's my witch therapist? Where's my yeah. vampire therapist? <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Vampire therapist. That would be a great show. Come on, vampire! Th- I would be so into that. <laughs> let's let's get it. Let's get it on the let's docket. Let's do it. Let's get it popping. <laughs> and I wanted more from. I really like Garfunkel and Oates. Um, what's her yeah. name? Ricky Lindholm. Ricky yeah. Lindholm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. Can we can we find a different villain besides someone linked to mental health? <laughs> can we <laughs> please? I also think this could have been. Just a, a an opportunity to continue that path, right? Of thinking about therapy as a good thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, like how, like how do you think that they like still using this as a plot point, like at you right, know, like the story reason for this? Like, how do you think that it could have been like redeemed? Like, do you think they like if they like added? a scene somewhere where she was with a competent therapist or like, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Maybe as a result of all this, there starts like they find a different therapy agency and there's just like a establishing shot of like, maybe the profile photos of a, like a vampire therapist and a sea monster therapist. And you can like (laughs) pick one or whatever, or just something it can be small the same way that I wanted grandma added in uh sure. yeah <laughs> it can be like a little like a small edit yeah I just I just get nervous <laughs> yeah yeah definitely um uh, well I'll tell you what I get nervous about and that is when middle-aged men try to write romance for teenage girls uh, <laughs> uh-huh <laughs> Yeah, and you know, I'm not just talking about William Shakespeare. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, I mean, we had a whole episode on Romeo and Juliet. You can go oh listen to gosh. it. But I kind of, I I wanted to talk about how we discuss romance and romantic love in fiction, especially because, like, it, it feels to me, you can tell me if you've 
noticed a similar trend or not, but it feels to me as if kind of general public discourse is kind of starting to lean toward like having a romantic storyline is quote unquote bad storytelling or that like having two characters become romantically involved is like lazy or like cliched right yeah Yeah. not just like i'm not thinking of like any really specific examples of romantic storylines but just like kind of the whole idea of a romance story itself like have you have you noticed that for sure yeah okay yeah and it's not necessarily like i can pinpoint specific like shows or anything but there's kind of this whole there's this whole conversation about like oh they need they can only be strong and independent if they're not like authentically romantic with someone or like Mm -hmm. that's kind of the avenue i'm seeing that is like yeah and i've i feel like i've seen a lot of comments that are like why does every everything have to have a love story and i'm like what are you talking about hardly anything has a love story anymore (laughs) besides things that are like specifically in the romance genre right yeah i'm like what are you talking about um (laughs) if you're sick of it don't read a romance (laughs) right exactly um but i i wanted to talk about this in the context of wednesday yeah because we do have this romance in wednesday that like i feel maybe was an instance where it didn't need to be in there. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. But like, I, so like, of course, like there's kind of, there kind of is like a love triangle, right. In, in Uh Wednesday. And I feel like also like, I feel like the, that whole idea of a love triangle is something that people have just decided is bad, regardless of how it's executed. Right. Um, Yeah, anyway, um, and that's not true. Um, Hot take, love triangles are good, actually. They can be interesting, for sure. You know who wrote love triangles? William Shakespeare. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. So did Jane Austen. Although that's kind of why I get bored with Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow, is because there's too much time with the love triangle, and I get bored with that a little. So I think... Right. You gotta be finely tuned with it. Yeah. Yeah. It has to be done for a very specific reason and very intentionally. And there has to be interest and the word of the day, differentiation. Yes. (laughs) Um, So anyway, um, I... (laughs) Yeah, we've gotten... I've gotten so off the rails here. That's fine. Um, So I, I think I've talked before about my love for the variety actors on actors interviews yes so one of my favorites from this from like the past like batch that they did was jenna ortega and al fanning oh cool like they're both yeah like they're both very young but like very like established in their career so it was really interesting to hear their perspectives about things so 
Um, so Jenna Ortega, you know, of course, is talking about how like she's now a producer for Wednesday. And she was talking about like the direction that she wants the show to go. And she actually said, we've decided we want to lean into the horror aspect of the show a little bit more. Um, a show like this with vampires and werewolves and superpowers, you don't want to take yourself too seriously. Love that. Yeah. But then she also says, we're ditching any romantic love interest for Wednesday, which is really great, she added, referring to the season one storyline. Let's have a love triangle. She had commented in like in a past interview that the the plot didn't make sense to her for the character. Sure. Um, which, yeah, like, I kind of agree with that, that, like, Wednesday didn't necessarily need to have a romance. Yeah, I think, like, at least, or at least, like, a conventional romance, right, doesn't seem to really fit her character as framed in the TV series. Like, you know, maybe she's, like, on the arrow A spectrum, right? Or maybe... Yeah. Maybe she's just not thinking about romance right now, which yeah. is like totally fine and probably really healthy for a 15-year-old. Yeah. But I feel like her comments in particular, Jenna Ortega's comments in particular, were kind of like perpetuated in public discourse as part of this larger trend of like you know, rejecting romance in stories and framing romance as bad storytelling. And that's not at all like what she was saying. Like she was just talking about her own character and her own show. Right. And like in that specific context, it's interesting. Yeah. (laughs) It's that differentiation word. Like not everything that everyone says about everything has to match exactly how you feel about it and Mm -hmm. everything from all time. Like she can be talking about one character in one story. Yeah. But then like, (laughs) so this, I like dug a little bit deeper into this, right? So um, like her, like some of her earlier um, interviews where she was talking about how like the the idea of the romance didn't really make sense to her. So this was in an article where she's quoted as saying, nobody wants to see her in the middle of a love triangle. They want to see her torturing people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she revealed that she was initially told that the story arc was not necessarily leading to a love triangle, yet it did. So oh. like, that's... Um, yeah. <laughs> She said, that was one of the things the writers told me, don't worry, it's not going to be a love triangle. But then it did go in that direction. <sighs> yeah. So this is where the middle-aged men come in. So, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so showrunners Miles Millar and Alfred Guff admitted that it made sense to give Wednesday romance precisely because she wasn't interested in experiencing love. Which, like, okay, I can kind of see, like, yeah, like, it makes an interesting story when you introduce something to the character that they are that the, that they don't want and are not looking for like it's kind of like throwing a like throwing a wrench in their plans right well that's like, that's interesting storytelling but <laughs> the way that they did it is just 
weird to me. <laughs> so <laughs> Millar is quoted in this same article as saying, we spent a lot of time talking about this in terms of Wednesday and romance. I think she's not someone who's looking for romance. Maybe that's why people are attracted to her because she's not interested. I'm like, why does the same idea keep <sighs> persisting? <laughs> right? We? That like... The girl who doesn't know she's beautiful, and that's why just guys like stop her. with this. Like, no, why? That's okay. Yeah. So this quote I found kind of interesting, but still like, no, you don't get it, dude. Um, he says <laughs> she's not boy crazy, girl crazy. She's sort of amused, like a scientist is amused, fascinated by people's attraction. She doesn't quite understand it. Why are people interested in me in this way? I think it's something that can evolve over seasons. Mm. <sighs> like. No, no. No. Why are you so insistent no. about giving this 15-year-old girl <laughs> a, why a is, romantic partner? Why is that? Uh, I don't get it. Yeah. I don't. Why the yeah. <laughs> the why are people interested in me this way is exactly what you just said about like yeah. oh she doesn't it's know like the, yeah it's like the um what is it like the born sexy yesterday trope where like uh huh the woman is like come you know like totally irresistible to men but she has no idea. Like, it's so gross. And, like, <laughs> and this is just, like, kind of a, a new way of, of framing that same idea. And I think that needs to die. <laughs> I, I think it's funny that he went on to say, I think that's something that can evolve. Like, no. I wish your thinking would evolve about this. Because yeah. I think like, it could... It's actually interesting because it's my favorite part of the movies is that Wednesday wasn't looking for any sort of connection. Mm -hmm. And then she does connect with Lucas Beinecke and like that feel it gets to a really real authentic place because she wasn't looking at it. Mm -hmm. But never once does she sit like never once is that the discourse is <laughs> no, you guys no. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that's. <laughs> So, you know, we contain multitudes. We can think <laughs> that that romance should happen in stories sometimes and think that it shouldn't happen other times. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but I just, like, I wanted to bring up this article that I think about quite often. Um, it's called... <laughs> It's called Everyone is Beautiful and No One is Horny. <laughs> Modern action and superhero films fetishize the body even as they desexualize it. That's um, amazing. By R.S. Benedict, yes. Um, and this, it's like, it's from uh, Blood Knife is the publication. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, and the um, so this post is from I think like a few years ago, twenty twenty one. So, but you know, definitely takes into account like, like the Marvel Cinematic Universe and like, yeah, how like the the Star Wars sequel trilogy was like like barely had any romance in it, despite the other two Star Wars trilogies centering a ro a romance story. Very right. odd, right? So uh, I, there's this quote that I pulled out from it that I'm going to read to you. <laughs> Not so today. Oh, so it's talking about how like, 
like even like into like the 90s, it was very common for there to be like, like a romantic storyline that was like a side story in a lot of like really big movies, right? Yeah. Like even like big action blockbusters, like there was a romance on the side a lot of the time. So it says, not so today. Now we are perfect islands of emotional self-reliance. <laughs> it is seen, <laughs> this is this is the part that I'm like, yes. It is seen as embarrassing and codependent to want to be touched. Yes. Yeah. Um, it, it is. It's seen as embarrassing to like, like have romantic desire for someone. That's like what it seems like. The discourse, (laughs) the discourse TM is, is leaning toward. (laughs) Um, (laughs) This goes on to say this cinematic trend reflects the culture around it. Even before the pandemic hit, millennials and zoomers were less sexually active than the generation before. Maybe we're too anxious about the apocalypse. Maybe we're, (laughs) maybe we're too broke to go out. Maybe having to live with roommates or our parents makes it a little awkward to bring a partner home. Maybe there are chemicals in the environment screwing up our hormones. Maybe we don't know how to navigate human sexuality outside of rape culture. Yeah. Maybe being raised on the message that our bodies are a nation-ending menace has dampened our enthusiasm for physical pleasure. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's that is definitely just well, let me just think about that for a second. <laughs> I'm in a human sexuality class right now, and the biggest, like, the question or the topic or the theme has really been, like, this fear of sexuality, this fear Mm -hmm. of what we want, what we desire, and the embarrassment at making those wants and needs known, and the way that we judge others for their wants and needs, and how, like... It's just, it's been a fascinating conversation. But yeah, I think this quote really, I'm going to have to read this article because. Yeah, it's so good. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. And then I just like, I had kind of like sketched out a couple of, of thoughts relating back to Wednesday. But like, I think. If you watch those 90s movies, Morticia and Gomez have like amazing romantic chemistry. Yeah. And, like, like it's framed as, like, this is a good thing. Like, this is... Yeah. This is a loving relationship. But then when we, we see them so little in Wednesday, and they are seen as being, like, you know, very, like, you know, very loving and romantic with each other, but it's viewed as kind of embarrassing that they're that way. Yeah. In Wednesday. And I mean, part of that could be because, like, every teenager is embarrassed by their parents, no matter what they do, right? Sure. But also, like, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's different. Yeah. (laughs) And I think, like, one of the most healthy things from the 90s ones were how, like, sexually empowered they both were and, Mm -hmm. like, I thought that was a really healthy way to talk about things and... Yeah, it's it's an interesting one. I love so, yeah. that that quote from Marvel or from about the the Marvel how it's like look how perfect and 
like beautiful these people are aren't you attracted to them but no don't do that but no nope yeah because everyone is beautiful but no one is horny no one is horny (laughs) so and you know we don't necessarily you know have to like have a conclusion about this yeah it's just uh things that we should think about yeah and you know like we could we kind of touched on this in our bonus episode on fantasy and femininity and power about how like I think that romance is definitely seen as like an aspect of femininity or it's like a feminine thing and so I it's really hard not to read into this rejection and mocking of romantic storylines as anything but misogyny (laughs) to me um that might not necessarily always be what's happening in that kind of discourse, yeah. but I think that's definitely a huge part of it. So, yeah, I mean, you know. And I can offer that in Wheel of Time, most people are beautiful and everyone's horny. Oh, that's wonderful. Can, I can offer Good for them. <laughs> oh, this season two of the show just came out. I haven't started it yet. I'll have to check that oh, out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, maybe that's what I'll talk about next time and what are we watching? Yeah. <laughs> but we yeah. have a special a special episode next time, don't we? Uh-huh. I think so. Yeah. It'll be something. Yeah. We don't know what yet. <laughs> but it'll be something. I think we were going to do a a good old-fashioned talk, a talk through. through. Well. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. I think that makes a that'll make a good a good bonus yeah. for Halloween. Ooh, spooky. A spooky. Yeah. Aaron, do well, you have yeah. anything to add? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to go eat some chili. Ooh, that yeah. sounds good. It's not spooky, but it's good. It sends a chill chili, down chili my spine. Chili to me is Christmassy. Because sure. when I was growing up, we always had chili on Christmas Eve. So, oh, that's when fun. I associate it with. Yeah, it's getting to be yeah. that time of year. Mm. That's holiday. This year went by. So it really did. Quickly. It went by really oh quickly. Gosh. So yes, come back next time, yeah. friends. Come on back for come a fun, back. casual, spooky time. Yeah, we hope. <laughs> We're hoping. Yeah. <laughs> Here, yes, that'll be good. Okay. Maybe find us on Instagram? Yeah. I mean, if you want. Yeah. Yeah. No, do it. Yeah. Okay. And we'll see you then. Bye, friends. Oh, well, not see. Yeah. Okay, bye. Well, (laughs) bye.